What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, a podcast, episode 133. Once again, we are back with the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe. When I want to know what's going on with anything New York City transit-related, there's no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? I'm good, cuz. I'm good today. And when I want to know what's going on with local TV news beat, the guy I go to, my favorite director, is also my brother, Mr. Mark Powell. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to know what's going on with the local New York City real estate scene, there's no expert I trust more than the man we call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. He's my cousin, Mr. Derek Powell. Say, what's going on, DP? Uh, Everything is good. Always good to be in the cypher with the cats. How y'all doing? Well, it's been an interesting week, as they always are, it seems. Every week in in this year, 2021, has got some new flavor and some new twists and turns, and I guess we'll examine them all. Um, I do want to apologize on the air in front of you all for being a minute late today. I had some issues. I had some technical issues, but uh, um, I I did make it it to the show. Qualifying by saying a minute late. Late is late. Two minutes. Exactly. Two minutes. Was it two minutes? Or was That's it the apology. If, I, if, I, if anybody's offended, I apologize. That's the apology he just gave to us. Well, if you were all offended by me being late by a minute, then I do apologize for that. Uh, certainly. I will take, take full responsibility for my words and my actions and my deeds. And I am truly sorry for being a minute late. Um, but I know. was chastised last week because mm-hmm. I didn't get a text. Preach. And you mm-hmm. just want to walk off that easy? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I mean, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to lead by example. Supervision? Shoot, man. You make me think I'm going to come late next week, you know? The dog, <laughs> might as well. The, do, the dog you, ate you my the, homework, you know? Shoot, <laughs> you can give the same apology. Apparently, that's how it exactly. works. Exactly. If all I got to do is say, hey, I'm a minute late and let's get on to the show. You know? Okay, cool. Well, y'all could have started without me. Really? Oh. We're going to do that next time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nobody's well, bigger than the that. group. Nobody's bigger than the group. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you could work it like I do. Anyhow, uh, speaking of apologies uh, and apologies going wrong, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, is that uh, one Carlton Davis, Super Bowl champ Carlton Davis of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, defensive back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, issued an apology uh, the other day for – a mistake. Well, he said he claims it was a mistake uh, using using a, an Asian slur. Uh, it, it rhymes with kook. Um, so he used that word uh, and did not know that it is a vile racial slur used to describe Vietnamese, Filipinos, and uh, I believe Koreans, people of Korean descent. And he apologized for it. He claimed that he thought the word meant like knucklehead or something simple. And he was never aware of the dark history of that word. And I guess my question to all of you is how in 2021, could you not know that that word had that kind of heat? I'll start with you first, Keith. First, you have a phone. It has Google on it. There was a war back in the day, uh, the Vietnam war where that word was used constantly speaking of the Viennese people. So how he didn't know, that's so far-fetched. He really needs to uh, learn his history, find out what's really going on in the world. 
Yeah, no, you know, it's. I'm glad you pointed that out because I guess he never saw Full Metal Jacket. I was saying the same thing. Or Apocalypse <laughs> Now, or 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 the Five Bloods, or any movie that had to do with Vietnam. I guess he's never seen any movies in the past uh, at all. You know that that dealt with. I guess he never saw Forrest Gump for that matter. So any movie that dealt with Vietnam and that word was probably used, he never saw. So I, I, I guess that's his excuse. What are you saying, Mark? Now, I was saying the same thing as you guys said. I mean, it wasn't like there's, you know, a singular movie that says that word constantly. There's ton, tons, tons, tons of movies. And yes, he's 24. So you can say, well, maybe he didn't see Full Metal Jacket or Apocalypse Now because he's a young kid. But The Five Bloods just came out last year. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he could have, you know, it's, I, I know his defense is that I was young and I didn't know. And as you, you they always say in law, you know, you know, Ignorance is not a defensive law. So the fact that he didn't know blows our mind. But we said he's young. And I said to you off air, well, my nephew's young. I'm pretty sure he knows what that word means. And I got two in this house. I'm pretty sure they know what that word means, too. So you can't claim young as a defense that you didn't of your ignorance. That can't be your defense. You could just say I was stupid. I was reckless. I was foolish. Yeah, that's fine. We could all accept that. But young can't be your defense. Let me let me let me ask you all a question. Uh, did any of you ever hear that the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor on the 7th of December, 1941? Did you, did you all hear about that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, did, did any of you hear that uh, in 1492, Columbus landed in the uh, Caribbean, I guess, allegedly uh, finding out that there were other people in the world besides the Europeans? Did you guys hear yeah. about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you heard, yeah. You heard about it. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Uh, did you hear that in 1776... Uh, the a new nation was founded right here in the in in uh, that we call the United States. Did y'all hear about that? July. 4th. Yeah, I went to that's, class that day. That's all yeah. history class. I went to so, class so, that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so the point I'm making is, is that none of you were born during any of those events. So your age had nothing to do with your knowledge of prior events. So I never, ever accept youth as the excuse for not knowing shit. You don't know shit because you don't know shit. Not because it, you know, it, you're not responsible for knowing. It just means you didn't know. So to your point, Mark, yeah, he he cannot claim youth. He cannot claim youth on that word. He cannot claim. I'm, I bet you he knows that nigga is offensive. I'm pretty sure he knows that. And I've never heard anybody try to use the word nigga and say, "Oh, I didn't know it was a problem." Of course, you know it's a problem. You don't have to. You don't have to be born at the time the word is founded to know that it's a problem. So my point is, is that that I will never give anybody, not my kids, not my my nephews, not my little cousins, I will never give any of them a pass for the youth pass, so to speak. I mean, if you're if you're a baby and you really have not gone to school and you haven't learned anything, I'm gonna give you a slight pass. But at some point, I'm gonna I'm hold your feet to the fire because I, I'm saying at some point you should know this. And to your point, Keith. We can know pretty much anything in the world within 30 seconds just by reaching into our pockets and pulling out our phones. DP? Yeah, I think what happens with uh, a lot of these young cats, they're still not really understanding the the, the power of, of their platform and their stage. And when they say certain things, man, it's just going to go blast. And they know better with social media, Instagram. They know how all that stuff goes. But they're just not maybe just grasping the concept you know, if he's trying to be funny, 
you 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 need to talk to somebody who does that for a living, a comedian, and let them know that's not going to go over well if you say that, young man. I don't know if they still do it, but I know when you used to get into the league, the NBA, they have like these classes for you with rookies. That's right. Right. Remember, they have those classes, you know, the do's, the don'ts, the pitfalls. And some maybe they need to bring them classes back or maybe them classes need to be year round for these cats to stop all this nonsense that's coming out of their mouths, man, because they're just not understanding. They dig such deep holes for themselves when they say this stuff. And then their backtrack is I'm young and I didn't know. Nah, money. You you got to you got to hold. You got to deal with that. You, you know, you said the word, you know, step up, be a man, take it. But I think they need to, you know, have some sort of all round class all year round classes for some of these young boys, uh, how to speak in front of the camera until they get themselves together. I, that's a great, it's a great point. It used to be, yeah, it used to be orientation week. They, you know, they, they'd give you some financial advice, uh, some, some advice about, you know, different types of, uh, groupies. And, hey, 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 uh, <laughs> group, you know how I feel about them. Stop. They're not working the way they No, no, no. The, the, <laughs> the, the pandemic has been, has been detrimental to the livelihood of many a groupie. That, that is absolute fact. Unless you're a groupie that knows Paul Pierce. I knew you were going there. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Those groupies are getting their money's worth. They, they are working hard. Apparently, that video said they're they working hard. And, and he's looking. Apparently, he's hiring. Because he kept saying, he kept saying, you know, if you're watching, you know, come on down. You need to get down here. So, Paul Pierce, if you groupies are out of work, Paul Pierce is hiring. Former Celtic. Uh, all-star, I guess, Hall of Fame talent, and soon to be former ESPN yeah, and ABC exactly analyst. Exactly right. That's it. Yeah, uh, they won't. He won't be being hired anytime soon. Is 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 hiring? Uh, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, and this is for our international listeners, again to our Indian listeners, the my state, to our French listeners, bonjour, to our great British in, uh, listeners, our uh, United Kingdom listeners, uh, hello. Uh, to our Australian listeners, good day. And we got some down in South South Africa. We got some in Jamaica, Amon. We got some in and and I, what did we, I just saw some new ones. Uh, some uh, Japan. Can you well, we I think you said we had some Scandinavian view, uh, listeners as well. I thought we said, maybe I was mistaken. No, no, no Scandinavians yet. But uh, you know, I mean, uh, we, we coming. We, we coming. I mean, they'll be there. So you know, again, so for our international audience who do do not know who Paul Pierce is, Paul Pierce is. Is an NBA star. Uh, he's a current ABC. Uh, he, he works for ABC, you know, uh, ABC Corporation, which which owns ESPN. So he's the, the NBA analyst for ABC and for games broadcast on ESPN. He's the uh, studio analyst, and apparently, yeah, apparently this past, I, I guess I'm not sure when it happened, but the video emerged the other day. Paul Pierce thought it was appropriate for him to. Speaking of social media and not knowing what the hell you're doing with social media, he thought it was appropriate to Instagram live a party he was having yeah. that featured a group of, uh, uh, I guess, previously unemployed strippers and groupies. <laughs> yeah. And he was also advertising, I guess, uh, from what it looks like, could be wrong, the, the uh, I guess, the legalization in a lot of states of cannabis. Yes, I, I guess he was apparently he's a very strong cannabis advocate. So if you are, that's why a, he was doing that. <laughs> he might have been a yeah, hell of a drug, man. I'm telling you, he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, he had to be high because he, you know, it must have been lighting his 
he couldn't he could not have been looking at his bank account when he was doing that because he would have realized I'm making a bad mistake. <laughs> oh my gosh, bottoming out. All that fool needed to do was to to get some of that royalty money uh, from the them, them ladies who made that wet uh, record and had in the background uh, playing. There's some holes in this house. There's some holes. Because <laughs> when I looked at that video, I'm like, ain't poor Pierce in his late 30s, early 40s? Yeah, I mean, was, um, early 40s, 40s, I would think. Yeah. Early 40s, 40s, right? So he I'm played like, until his late 30s, yeah. Because I'm like, what in the world is he doing on Instagram advertising smoking weed and you see the live entertainment now ain't nothing against live entertainment but he got the live entertainment in the background I'm like he can't be on video with this but he thought it was okay uh, maybe I need to uh, interview for that uh, ESPN, ESPN opening that's about to happen it's definitely going to be an available job and the thing about it is he made sure that he was prominent on the camera. It wasn't like somebody yeah. called him or, you know, it was a side shot and we were all sitting around, right, sitting around going, is that Paul Pierce in the background? No. It was Paul Pierce broadcasting himself exactly. on the situation. Hey, hey, Dirk, he thought he was a mighty MC. <laughs> <laughs> that, that fool couldn't even do, and I hate to bring this name up on the podcast, like R. Kelly and say that wasn't him. Nah, Paul uh, Pierce. Yeah. I said, I hate to do it. I hate to do it. But he was the one in the video, on the mic, with the weed, you know, look at, come on. And he said, come on down. We got work for you. Yeah. Right. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he, was, he, he was, so you know, yeah, exactly. So it was a live feed. That's the only way you can co- invite somebody down to where you are. On a, So he was inviting people to exactly where he was, people that were on his live feed. And, uh, you know, God bless him. Like I said, I mean, you know, the strippers got to eat. Groupies got to eat. They got bills to pay. They got car notes to pay. They got to get their hair done, their nails done. They got all that. You know, I mean, and it's been tough this past year. You know, it's hard that you can't go around, you can't go to the hotels, you can't travel with the team, you can't even show up at the at the arena no more. So, you know, I mean, wow. but we could go to Paul Pierce. He's putting us on. <laughs> well, Paul Pierce is keeping him single handedly, keeping him employed. He and and Lemon Pepper Lou of single handedly. <laughs> Keeping these girls employed, uh, you know. I mean, it's just to me, and I'm sure I, I don't know what Paul Pierce gets for his um, ABC salary, his ESPN salary, but I would imagine it's certainly seven figures. Not, and if it's not seven, I'm not sure it's a high seven figures, but it's certainly I believe it's it's got to be seven figures. And if it's not seven, it's a very high six figure number for what he does. That's just you know, that's just like you know, for him. You know, you're a retired athlete, and all you got to do is, uh, you know, for for five months out of the year, six months out of the year, come and sit in the studio once or twice a week and talk about the game you played your whole life, and you risk that for some hoochies? Listen, uh, listen to me. I, I I need you to stop beating up on Paul Pierce. I, I need to defend him. The reason Paul, and, and let's forget about there being a pandemic. The reason Paul couldn't, uh, you know, go to the live entertainment Y'all know that the discotheque has not been friendly with Paul Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time he was up in there, he got shanked. So oh, Paul is wow, like, I ain't going wow. to the club. I'm bringing, I'm bringing the club to me. <laughs> so that's why Paul had to bring the entertainment there. Otherwise, he'd have went out. You know, you know how it gets, man. Yeah, I, I, you know, uh, again, uh, more power to him. Uh, uh, you know, I, I just don't understand how, how you... I mean, if somebody... If you were somewhere and 
and you know your peoples or somebody or you know in the circle got stupid and recorded you and put you out put you on blast like that that's one thing but to put yourself on blast mm-hmm. that's like that's like robbing a bank and then pulling the alarm yourself it's stupid he, he he pretty much did that that's exactly what is that's exactly, exactly what he did. what he did i mean he just <sighs> no. well like i said i mean you know uh there is a you know you know we always like to provide information that's helpful to our listeners so if you're a former player basketball player and you're in the market for a broadcasting job i believe there's an opening coming up very very soon <laughs> get your tapes together <laughs> tapes together. yeah you know put your put that reel together because you know you, you never know i mean paul clearly don't need the money he must be good and 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 you know the hoochies were happy to see him i mean yeah there was a lot of them up in there too i mean it wasn't like it was like one mm-hmm. of he had a but it was a party going on mm-hmm. so let me let me ask you this because uh I mean, being that we're talking about, you know, videos and, and, and pictures and stuff. What if somebody dressed you and, you know, yesterday was Easter and took photos of you <laughs> in a bunny rabbit outfit? Because <laughs> Easter just has not been the same for me. Uh, you know, came yesterday and I started sweating. And then I, I was like, why am I sweating? And I, I started getting faint. And I know I took my shot about a week and a half ago, so I know it wasn't that. And then I jumped, and I was like, is he here? And I thought my cousin was here in a bunny rabbit outfit. Yeah, you know, and, 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 and now let, let, let's, and, and we got to update the people. Because remember, people know he's been on the show. You know, we're going to let him know he's been on the show yeah. as one of our guests, and we was giving him advice. And obviously, that he's, not listening advice. To, he's not listening to our advice. And we got to put it out there. His mama, our auntie, Hello, had auntie. reached out to us because she was upset with it. She wanted an intervention. Let me let me just remind the audience yeah. about what this is about. Uh, our cousin, uh, we said his name on the show, didn't we? Or did we not? Uh, We're not going to say his name. What? Did we not? Did he say them? Um, we said it before. He's a first cousin. They, that's okay. He's a fir- okay, right now, he's, he's first cousin Bunny. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> so, so as, Derek, as Derek pointed out, he was on our show way back when because he was, you know, he was he's a young man who's like a lot of young people trying to find, looking for love in clearly all the wrong places. He was looking for it. He was looking for it in the old folks' home, and uh, <laughs> so we, I didn't we say kinda, that. Ready made, ready made at that. I take full responsibility once again for my actions and my words <laughs> if I offended anybody. Um, yeah, so he was looking for love. And he finally found a young lady who we all liked and we we, we, we pretty much convinced him that this was the way to go. Up until recently when we discovered that um, this young lady, I'm not sure if it's by force, if it's coercion, or if it's just something a fool does for love. Um, but he has been wearing the... I don't know the Christmas story. Yeah, he looks yeah. story. The Christmas story. Oh, yeah, yeah, kid. Yeah, pink pink bunny suit uh, that uh, that was worn in the movie. He's got a now for for those of you who who have gone on our Facebook page, you can see him on the beach on our Facebook page. This cousin is standing on the beach, ripped. Uh, ripped. Yeah, you know he's standing there, you know, with his in his in his uh, trunks, and he's ripped. So imagine that ripped body. That big ripped body being placed in a pink bunny costume with little bunny feet for Easter. 
<laughs> and our aunt, our favorite auntie, did indeed reach out to us, I, I think in hopes of some sort of intervention where we would kind of straighten him out and hopefully put him on the right path. But uh, did you or did you not see pictures of him wearing this outfit this Easter weekend? I, 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 I saw pictures and, 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 and what is bad. And this is where he kind of lost his way. What his people Kinda. did. Okay. <laughs> I, so I take it back. Time. This is where he did lose his way. His people came to him and, you know, hey, I need you to put on this bunny rabbit outfit. I don't want you wearing your swim trucks showing off your body. And remember, this is the same body that got her. But now she want to cover it up. I get it. Get a bigger T-shirt. Get a bigger (laughs) coat. Maybe you put on a cape. Okay? I'd rather see him in a cape before I see him dressed up like a bunny rabbit. Looking like Lando Calrissian. (laughs) (laughs) So he he hopping around town. (laughs) And he thinks this is okay. That's, That's what's the problem. Me. Yeah, because he sent it out like you know. I'm like, who sent this? Who who gave me this bunny rabbit? There's a big guy, and I'm, I'm like, That's family. That's family in that. That's not a good look. So I'm hoping he got rid of the bunny rabbit suit. Wasn't it supposed to be some sort of YouTube show or something they wanted him to do? Well, he was. I thought he was working on on a, on, a, on a podcast or a YouTube channel. Okay, or something. But but now this has become like. I don't know, an alter ego? It's not, good for, Easter. It's not good for Easter. No, <laughs> it's not, it's not good for Easter. before Easter. Go ahead, Keith. What has happened is our monthly dinners, he has not been there for us to be in his ear, to yeah. understand there's just certain things you just don't do. Yeah. You don't put on no bunny costume for Easter or any other time. You're not supposed to do that. Do you think he had a, for who? You think his because outfit it? had a tail? right now it's definitely it definitely got a cotton tail it's definitely got a, it's got bunny slippers it's got bunny rabbit slippers so of course it's got a tail this, uh, it's unacceptable man that's it's the unacceptable we have to intervene and help yeah. our cousin everybody right now that, that that train is is off the track and, and it's tearing through some houses and he and he, and he has no control I think you make a good point, Keith. I, I forgot about the fact that, yeah, we, you know, we used to go to dinner once a month, and every every month we were kind of, you know, just you know, for all of us, we'd all give ourselves a a, a, a mental health check, and and you know, you know, keep our keep our, our little circle on the right track. And you know, he needed, you know, he's 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 a youngin. Uh, he's not the youngest of the of the group that goes with us, but yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, he's not that damn young, but. Yeah, he's old enough to know better than to wear a goddamn bunny costume. Let me let me put it that way. <laughs> but he's younger than we are, and so he looks up to us for for that advice, and we're able to give him that advice. Although even when we give him the advice, we have to kind of you have to drag every line out of him. It's not like you know he's at the pull teeth. Way old enough to know that because Ralphie knew not to wear that costume, and he was in <laughs> elementary school. <laughs> and so it's clearly. I mean, he was like. He didn't have a choice. His mom and dad were gonna put him out. He had to put that on. So and he was like, you know, man, I can't go out. I can't I can't I can't go with this. But he put this out willingly. So it's like, what's up with you, man? Well, there's something frightening about it because now I'm starting to wonder, and I don't want to go here. I don't want to say it out loud, but I guess I have to. Is it possible he's a furry? 
I was just yeah, yeah maybe. Oh, oh, oh no 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 not our cousin no no no. Hell, he's walking around in a bunny costume. Why, bunny would that be costume. such a strike? He, uh, such, <laughs> yeah, such a stretch. He needs some directions, yo. He needs some help. Yeah, we maybe gotta, that's we, his thing. We gotta man. do a maybe. Zoom call. We gotta do a Zoom call. Maybe that's his thing. Maybe that's for you know he's you know I mean again you know I mean his girlfriend maybe and she obviously likes it so you know maybe they just lean furry but you know I'm not here to judge I'm just asking I'm just put I'm just asking the I'm, questions I'm here to that judge. our audience has his his lady want to make him less attractive and really take him off the market that's that's what her move her motive was in my opinion now why he agreed to it I I, I just can't defend that I I don't I don't know man um. And I think we need to do a Zoom. We need to get a Zoom, uh, emergency Zoom call. Get him on the, you know, find out what happened. We need to hear from him. Yeah, love is a hell of a drug. You know that, right? It makes you do strange things. But not a not a bunny outfit though, man. He too big for that. He, got, he wearing it. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. need help. But see, we talk we talk about Easter, but this didn't just start at Easter. No, no it, it scared, did not. It scared me because when Easter came up, that's what happened. That's why I, I thought about it because I put that in the back of my mind. I forgot about that. Cause that's scary, and then it was Easter yesterday, and I, I'm sweating. I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" And and who face do I see? I don't see the regular Easter bunny. I see him as the Easter bunny. I can't have that. <laughs> I can't goddamn have that. That's why I said I gotta. Bring, we gotta bring this to the forefront. We gotta nip this in the bud, man. It's gotta. It's, it's, this is it. It's over. I think it may be beyond our ability to no, stop. No, no, we, we got the power to do that. Aunt. We got the power. This we might be a runaway now. train. This might be a runaway train. You know, they may get married in, in matching bunny costumes. We don't know what's going on over there. We have no idea. They may go full furry. You know, they may, you know, that may be that may be their new source of freedom. I mean, again, you point out, Keith, we, we, we stopped having our monthly dinners and we haven't had them because of the pandemic. So who knows what happened? What kind of mental breakdowns? could have happened over there in that household where he thought wearing this costume more than once, in fact, making it part of his everyday outfit and attire, a thing. We don't know what happened. I mean, maybe, maybe he just went off the deep. Maybe that's, maybe that's who he is now. Maybe he's a superhero and that's his costume. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Oh. I, I just don't know. I mean, you know, so. What, isn't his favorite superhero um, Batman, if I'm correct? Not anymore. <laughs> I think it's Peter Cottontail's what I think it is now. Anyhow, well, I guess it, I did. Yeah, I didn't mean to get off on that track. We were talking about Paul Pierce, but I mean, you know, I guess well, Paul Pierce likes his bunnies too. So I guess that's where, where, where it is. Uh, I know you wanted to talk some some hoops, Mark. What, what, what's on your mind? Yeah, I have a question to the group, and I, I bring this up hot. We've been talking about this prior too. The question is, was Kyrie right? Because remember last year during the uh, bubble, um, everybody was talking about uh, social social justice, this, that, and everything else. The teams were having jerseys and not jerseys, but uh, yeah, jerseys and and, and warmups and on the court and all that stuff. Now, unless I'm missing it, have you guys, you've seen enough games, have you seen any social justice things on any of those courts any kind of thing at all, let you know that they've still talked about this. Because remember, prior to in the bubble, they were all on board. And now all these owners, in my opinion, seem to go silent. Because even like if you look at the games where there's no fans and they have those tarps over the seats, those are sponsors. There's no like, hey, you know, stop this or stop that. All that has ceased and desist. So was Kyrie right? Hmm, go ahead, Keith. Uh, Kyrie was definitely right. And 
on what Mark is saying. You know, you watch the, uh, the games at these arenas and in the background, there's nothing about social justice whatsoever. Not even in, you know, they have pictures of uh, people in the seats. You figure there would be some signs there um, speaking about nothing. Well, there's, there's nothing. And even on the court, the only thing they have is the team, you know, uh, who sponsored, uh, whoever owns the stadium, but nothing else around. Even around the announcer table, only thing you see is State Farm, but nothing else. Yeah. Because remember, I mean, even the players on the same, remember in the players, they were talking about, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to answer any questions. I remember Tobias, you know, this is about Brianna Taylor. All that, they were all, the chefs puffed down, everybody. And then nothing. I haven't heard them say anything about anything. Not saying, not saying you have to have every single time, but they, they've acted like nothing happened. And they, put it this way, they acted like the bubble didn't happen. Right. Uh, you know, I, I, that's a very good point. It's a very interesting take, Mark. Um, I will say that behind the scenes, certainly guys like I would say Chris Paul and LeBron and Mello, Mello, yeah, Mello, uh, Jalen Brown, right. A bunch of these guys are still very active. I think that the league, I think that was part of the deal that the league made to get them back on the floor. In other words, if we come back, this is what we will give you. Uh, we'll give you. We'll let you use the league platform uh, for this messaging. And now, you know, we've, we've gotten back to to business as usual. And that's that's part of the problem nationwide. You know, we've gotten back to business as usual, and it's interesting. And I wanted to talk about uh, a couple of these things. I'm glad you brought it up because it, it leads me into this. Uh, I've been watching the Derek Chauvin trial this last uh, week, and it has been horrific. I can't it's, watch it. Yeah, it's been horrific to watch, to watch on a daily basis, to watch these people, to watch the trauma that the people that were there witnessed, to watch people who who did not know George Floyd, who had never encountered George Floyd, who did not know George Floyd until after, didn't know his name until after the events happened, and they're traumatized. They had a little girl on, I think she was like nine, and she was there, and you know. I started thinking in terms of, of of black trauma in general because you know we, we you know we've grown up in urban America we have we've grown up in urban America we you know we, our lives are different now but we certainly grew up in urban America and it's safe to say I would say three out of four of us probably have witnessed the death of someone who could easily be a peer. Just or or if if we did not see it happen uh, firsthand, we were there minutes before or minutes after, and so there's a collective trauma that we all feel on a regular basis. This is almost like PTSD, I think, in, in a certain sense, because I'm watching the, the the trial, I'm watching George Floyd, I'm watching these people talk, I'm watching all that they're carrying with them. You know, the guy that even you know made an issue about the $20 bill. He's hurt. He's saying, you know, he, if he, you know, if he knew this was going to end up this way, he never would have said anything. He would have just taken that L and it, it, it's been really, really hard to watch. Have you, you been watching the DP? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I watched, I guess maybe an hour of it and I stopped, uh, when it first came on, um, 
when they show him in the store, he's jovial. He's having a great time. He's interacting with the folks, man. He puts his arm around a lady. It's like everybody knew him and loved him the way they showed him in that environment. So you go, you know, for me, and that's why I said it was just too much after that. I can understand. I won't say I, well, if it might be a little bit easier for me to accept if he was in there causing a ruckus, trying to steal, pushing over stuff. But this guy was like the life of the party. How do you go from being the life of a party and losing your life for two $10 bills? It it like blows my mind. And I'm like, and then you hear the people outside, like stop. And the guy so casually, like, I'm the overseer, man. You know, only thing I don't have is my whip in my hand. You know how I get down, how this is. That That's when I stopped. I just couldn't do it anymore because I would have got sick to my right, stomach after too that. Much. Now, there was a, a, a bite, a soundbite from an older gentleman. He was probably, he may not have been our parents' age, but he was, you know, type of guy we yeah, would see, we would see the street and go, right. that guy, I, 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 don't, I don't know how you watch watching anything. That's, I guess that's. I, I can't, but that soundbite from that man when he just breaking down the stand on set like he he was crying like he lost his son, yeah. like you know like you know it was like I, I can't watch this. I'm not. I, I'm hoping it works out for the best, but I can't. Wa- I can't watch the sound bites. I, I couldn't imagine having to sit there in that courtroom and hear this stuff, person after person, all walks of life. Listen, this guy is clearly an older gentleman yeah. from that person. To a nine-year-old, and the paramedics, and, the, and then now the cops are parading. It's like I, I, I don't know. I don't know how you sit there and watch that and not think justice was not was not done. You know. You know. I'm able to watch it. I'm, I'm not able to watch it because I'm. You know. I'm. I'm into uh, racial murder porn. I'm not. Um, what I am though is is needing to brand to 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 brand my brain to put a brand on my brain you know imagine the hot steel and the, and the gf being seared into my brain because i do not want to forget i don't want to to not have those images and that that thing going forward because i think it's going to be required based on how the world is is responding you talk about um um how the NBA is suddenly kind of moved on, just slid past. And that's why I'm watching because that, that still needs to be branded in all of our brains. But you know, Anthony, okay. aren't you, we, we, I'll put it to you like this. We all, and many Americans are still traumatized by that. I'm going to ask you guys a question. You're in your car, you're driving. Sirens come on behind you. Do you feel tense and wonder if, if are they going to pull you over? And do Every that time. do that scene run, runs through your head. Well, they, if they pull me over, what's going to happen? You know that that fear factor kicks in because, especially if you know you ain't doing nothing, and at any moment your life could be taken away from you. So it, it, it's a thought that stays with all of us, even before George Floyd. It's just even more prevalent now that this has happened. You know, and it, it's not stopping because you still hear about cops taking lives and doing stuff. So it's it's a fear, it's a trauma, like you said, P- PTSD that we all carry with us every day. Lights come on, and they, uh, and you you going like, I hope they ain't trying to pull me over or something. Well, it's there, hey, fellas. 
just just think about when we were little and we played tackle football. You got tackled and it was about two or three guys on you. Let's say for 10 seconds, you lost your goddamn mind. Right. To get the right, just think about it. We all played tackle. You get off me, get off me, get off me. This guy is on his neck for eight to nine minutes. Yo, that's crazy. I couldn't take 15 seconds in a, in, in a football friendly tack, uh, tackle game. That's crazy. I'm like, that's why I, I, I shut it down. I was losing my mind after listening to that. I stopped. You said, Anthony, you said you wanted to have it seared in your mind, which is a, is a great uh, imagery. But I was thinking, if the imagery of Emmett Till's body didn't sear in our minds, I don't, anything, I don't think anything will. I mean, it's like, I mean, because we, we've all, we've, obviously we didn't see, we weren't around to see the hanging, but we've seen that picture and we've seen right. those pictures. So it's, I, I, I guess if, if that's not, I mean, it's seared in our mind, but I guess it's sort of like, here's a stupid analogy, but stay with me. And this, this, this is biology. The reason a woman is able to have more than one child, besides the biology of actually of you know the, the you know the, the the man and the female, is because their mind allows them to forget the pain of the childbirth. Because if if they can accurately recall that every single woman, you there'd be one kid per house. Nobody goes through that again. But your but your biology says okay, fine. You know it's painful, but you don't really have the you can have the you don't have the instant recall of the true pain when you have to say the second and the third child because your mind what the biology of it of it can't let you get there because you wouldn't be able to have a population. So I think it's sort of the same similar where we've seen the pictures of the Emmett Tails and and this lynching and that lynching. But at a certain point we have to desensitize ourselves, not conscious not consciously but kind of self-conscious so we can function as normal human beings because if you go around so like the police officer i'm pretty sure a healthy police officer comes home because if you see in death and destruction you see people at their worst all the time you have to be able to kind of just you know put that aside so you can function with your newborn and with your wife or with your parents because that world would screw you up if you didn't have some kind of way to let it slide out the back door so you can say, okay, fine. I just saw a baby in an oven. Now I got to go home and hug my kid. You know, it would just, it's, it's, I think it's a trauma protection that your brain and psyche does so you can function as a human being. Well, no, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, that's, they've, they've said that forever, that the, that the human brain cannot remember, cannot accurately recall, totally recall pain. You can you 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 know that you've been in a certain amount of pain. You can you can describe, you know how you felt, but you can't reimagine how the, the pain, the level of pain, uh, for any instance you've ever been through. Um, and and that's absolutely true. And I'm not saying that there are not other images. I think Eric Garner comes to mind when I think of televised images. But I think the nature of this one, this one was sort of. <sighs> It's going to sound horrible. The first made for TV racial murder by police. That's accurate. You know, we've had, uh, we've watched Eric Garner and you, and it's kind of a jumble of bodies. And we've seen the other one, I think that happened in, uh, I forget where it was. Was it uh, in the end or maybe it was, I forget where it was. Uh, the, the, this <laughs> sounds horrible. There's so many of them. Um, 
but you see, you know, uh, with the, the the kid coming out, I think it was in Milwaukee or was it Milwaukee? Uh, the kid coming out and he goes to his car door and the cop runs up behind him and he shoots him and he paralyzes the kid. Um, Fidel yeah. Castro. Yeah, yeah. In his uh, car. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Fidel, it's but, so uh, yeah. many. Right. But but those all of those events, the camera is blurry or the action, the movement, it does not allow you to focus versus Derek Chauvin for nine minutes with his knee on the neck of George Floyd, his hands in his pockets, his glasses, his shades, his reflective Southern, you know, heat of the night uh, version Eyeglasses, sunglasses on his, you know, uh, propped up on the top of his head, like he's uh, waiting for for the egg timer to go off, and he's just sitting there, and that kind of just like the Emmett Till shocked and froze Black America, and froze, you know, and and is indelibly etched in our parents' minds because they didn't see it on TV, they saw it in in the jet magazine they saw it in black periodicals at the time and and that picture went around and that's how they got that information now we get our news 24 7 instantly but we never got it where we had to sit and watch it for nine minutes and i said to people last week listening to the show if you want to know how long nine minutes is set a timer on your phone tell siri to start a timer for nine minutes tell alexa to start a timer for nine minutes uh look at your watch and just pick a nine-minute block of time and then sit still. Don't move. Don't get up. Just sit still for nine minutes so you can see how long that really is. Um, and so that's why I kind of keep it in my mind because, again, that action, as this trial is going on, we don't know what the outcome is going to be. It's so clear to me that it should be a guilty on all counts verdict. But, again, as we talked about on a previous podcast, we don't know where it's going where it's going to shake out. I think – the reason I'm keeping it on my mind is because as you watch this 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 trial, there are other things happening all over the country that are just as insidious. Uh, we we haven't talked about it, but I want to bring it up. This recent voter restriction law placed in Georgia, where the sole goal was to deny black and brown folk the ability to vote the ability to to cast their franchise, the ability to to participate in this democracy. And and those kinds of things, that white supremacy is not just the knee of Derek Chauvin on George Floyd's neck. It's the actual government of Georgia and, and 43 other states enacting restrictive policies uh, to stop... I guess, black and brown people from voting to ensure that we will have minority rule, to ensure that the fascist rule, to ensure that those people that tried to overrun the Capitol will have their have their day. And so I'm going to just go around the room real quick just to get your, your takes on, on what you heard about the law and what you think about it. I'll start with you, Keith. These motherfuckers here. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Samuel that, Keith is that motherfucker Kemp and his six hooded motherfucking friends <laughs> sat there. Not 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 one black man there, not one black dude there. But she was not, there was a, a black woman knocking on the door that they arrested with the trooper stating, this motherfucker here stating that he thought that she was like the people in DC. While they while they're taking 
from us our voting rights. He's arresting her. He should have been arresting the motherfuckers in there for the crime that they was committing. And I um, applaud the MLB for taking the All-Star game away. And anything else they should have there, it should have been done earlier and they should have took the All-Star game away from there. They should get nothing until this man is out of office and them other six motherfuckers are going to. Sorry, folks, but I had to express that. I really, really pissed. Thank you, Samuel L. Powell. Uh, Derek. Um, it did, I, I wasn't surprised. Um, if you remember um, when the election happened, we listened to Crazy Trump calling who? The, the governor of Georgia. Yo, come on. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. Yo, money. I need you, man. Come on. You could do something. Come on. You could do something. And he didn't stop. So he knew he couldn't do something then, but he had in his back of the mind, this is never, you ain't going to never put Georgia under this pressure again. I'm going to change the laws so that when it comes down to it, there ain't going to be no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We're going to do our part. You know, you're not going to be able to flip our state again. But it didn't surprise me. Um, I've been down there a couple of times. And, you know, when you you you, you mess around outside of Atlanta, man, it, it could get real, real, real funky. But 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 Keisha, I, I'm here. I'm here for you. You know, whatever you need. I'll let your boy. <laughs> Switch, switch it again, Dirk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Damn. Well, you know, um, and I don't want to say it, but being that you guys brought it up, you know, KK is really going through it, um, as we know, and I think we talked about it last week or we in the pregame show. I don't know if we got to it, saying that she hasn't moved into her residence in DC as of yet. Do you guys recall that? Yes. yes. Okay. It ain't about the place ain't can, can, it ain't ready. That's not the issue. She's saying separate rooms. He's trying to say, nah, ma, and it's like a back and forth. So she said, well, let's get bunk beds. And he <laughs> he talk about he too big for the bunk bed. Well, she says, well, you know, look, man, uh, you got to make a goddamn decision. These are going to be separate rooms or bunk beds. So until she gets that work out, you know me, man, I'm flipping sides, man. So Keisha, holla at your boy. That's all it is. You know, if, he, if she makes a decision and caves in that, hey, we're going to live in this same room, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> but she's been she's been holding me down. She's like, nah, I got you, pa, I got you. You know, so construction is at a standstill. And we know, remember, she's number the number two powerful lady in the world in the in the world. Yeah. And she can't get her residence in order since when? January? Nah, man. It ain't it ain't got nothing to do with construction and a a lack of plaster and paint and sheetrock. That ain't the issue. You know, that stuff, you go to Lowe's right now, you get what you want to build what you need. You know, we had uh, one of the cats on the podcast who had some heat issues after talking about the governor. He got his ball up and running the same goddamn day. So we, and he, he, he ain't powerful. So we know what this is about. <laughs> and right now she's holding me down. So if she does her part, I'm going to do my part. But uh, right now it's either bunk beds or separate rooms and we'll move on from there. Next. Uh, now you make a good <laughs> you make a good point about Georgia, not not, not about Keisha or Kiki. Uh, <laughs> but but world Georgia, world. so yeah, certainly once you get outside of Atlanta city limits, you know that. I mean, I'm talking. I'm not even talking about like miles outside. I'm just no, talking no, no. about just outside. <laughs> yeah, you in a whole. You in Georgia. I mean, yeah, you, you, you realize you in the south. Yeah, you were definitely in Georgia, and I think that that's the issue, yeah. and and it really is shameful that 
they would go to these lengths to to, to just stop people from, from, from voting. I mean, if people, if it, and here's what I want to say to all you Republican assholes. If people really liked your ideas, they would vote for you. That's it. You know, just put your ideas out there. Say what you got to say. You know, put your proposals out there. If people like them, they will vote for them. The reason why they have to resort to this nonsense is that you know nobody's going to vote for the bullshit you represent. Go ahead, Mark. Well, no, I mean, we're not, none of us are surprised that they're going to go that route. I mean, they've been caught on mic several times saying simply that if, if, if the field is, if, if we don't do these things, the gerrymandering, the voter restrictions and, and the things of that nature, no Republican will hold office just because by and by and large, I mean, the country has some major issues, but by and large, the country kind of runs down the middle. I mean, obviously you have some sways here and there, but for the most part, runs down the middle, especially as it becomes browner and browner, and in some cases, younger. So as that tends to happen, you're going to have less uh, McConnells and, and Grahams and Jordans of the world, and you're going to have more AOCs or more... Um, I, some, I can't think of any progressive uh, Republicans. Ellen no. Omar, Rashida yeah. Tlaib, or 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 Presley. Yeah, you have more of those because the Republican Party, by by nature, because you know they're conservative, tends to be old and stodgy. White and male. Yeah. yeah. So there, if if your only constituents are old white men, you don't have women. You don't have anybody with any pigmentation. You don't have young people. You you this you mathematically can't win an election. I mean, you can't you know have two thirds three uh, two thirds of the people not on your side and say yeah I'm going to win this office. But if you set it up, if you do like you know do and let's do it again, if you hypnotize them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> then you can pull it off. So that's essentially what they do. They just hypnotize them with the gerrymandering, with the voter suppression, and with all these restrictive laws to say this is how we can get in, and we make it so that you know, we can win these elections. Because if it's just you on the line, I'm on the line, we race, then I'm probably not going to win. But if I, if you give me a head start, if you tie my foot or you trip me on the way out the door, you have a chance to beat me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to push back on the one thing you said. Is it, I agree with, with, with the majority of what you said. The one thing you said was the country is kind of 50-50. It's not, um, generally speaking, that's what I said. If you put your ideas out there, most ideas, most ideological differences um, whatever whatever the issue is, women's rights, uh, women's right to choose, uh, immigration. Every time they poll it, it's about sixty six to thirty three, or fifty six to forty four. It's it's about a sixty forty split in the country, okay. um, left to right. Even though uh, the country, in terms of, of of Republican state houses and Republican states. They have the plurality, they have the majority, but in terms of the, where the people actually live, you're talking about the population of the 330 million, 200 million of us go this way and about 100 million of us go that way. Even even given the the last election with the numbers that we saw, you know, the, the 80 and the 60, whatever those numbers were, it's still only about half the people that voted. If you just talk about the, the population, what they think, what they feel, it's generally speaking about a, a, a 60-40 split uh, left to right. But 
if you, as you said, if you hypnotize them, then you get that, that, that balance becomes closer to 50, 50. And people say, well, you know, the country's right down the middle. And then you can start kind of playing the, playing the margins. And that's, that's what's dangerous. People have to be mindful of the fact that, you know, uh, most of us want to tax the rich. Most of us want infrastructure. Most of us want women to keep their right to choose. Most of us want, um, universal income. Most of us want, you know, uh, 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 you know, universal pre-K, whatever those those issues are, whatever the issues are that matter. Um, most of us believe in climate change. Most of us want to do, you know, what's what we need to do to get out of this pandemic. Any of those issues, it's usually a 60-40 split, but because Republicans control that many more state houses, just because of the numbers, you know, like there's 500,000 people that live in the entire state of Montana. They got two senators. There's about 2 million uh, that live in D.C., they have no senators. That's the issue right there. There's about two, two, three million people that live in Puerto Rico. They have no senators. But Iowa has two senators. Idaho has two senators. Uh, uh, Montana has two senators. So you, you see what I'm saying? As, as you start to go through it, you the, the, the balance is out of whack. Uh, but I, again, as I said, just you know, putting a button on this, uh, the George Floyd murder trial, uh, the trial of Derek Chauvin, uh, this thing in Georgia, all of these things are related and people need to start connecting them because, again, it's about the supremacy. It's about maintaining the status quo, not allowing for change to occur. Even this this issue about the filibuster, the, all of these laws are in place and they could be eliminated if one Joe Manchin would stop his bullshit and just say, you know what, I'm for ending the filibuster to get this John Lewis Voting Rights Act passed and, and let's move forward. But, you know, again, uh, change is, is very difficult and it takes a long time for it to happen. And, and in the meantime, uh, we're looking at minority rule for the foreseeable future. Um, Before you go on, Anthony, is, isn't it ir- ironic that uh, in, in this, you have the Senate legislation they basically hold the people here in the United States hostage because of their belief, but not the belief of their constituents. Isn't that absolutely? Yeah, no, it's always been that. It's, it's, it, you know, I mean, the people again, as I said, sixty percent of the people. And I'm not saying uh, that there are not a lot of conservatives and Republicans in the United States. Of course, there are. I'm not saying a lot of people uh, support all. Left-leaning ideas. Even people on the left don't support all left-leaning ideas. No, that's insane. But, yeah, but the majority, I guess, as I said, the plurality. If you're talking about a percentage, sixty, you know, and 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 you can you can Google any Pew uh, opinion poll you want, and you will always see about a sixty-forty split. That's what it is across the country. And, and and yeah, and and these people do not listen to their constituents. There was like a, almost an eighty-some odd percent of people who wanted gun control background checks, those types of things to make it harder to get an assault rifle, 80% of the country. Mm-hmm. And they still wouldn't vote for it. They still wouldn't bring it up for vote. That 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 says, that's what's wrong with America right now. That's why America is on its way to being a, a back-ass with country. Uh, before we go, um, just want to cover a couple of topics real quick, uh, kind of rapid fire. Um, I do want to shout out uh, and send prayers up for uh, uh the family of DMX, who is, is uh, I don't know what his status is currently. Um, the stories have uh, come out and they've been all over the place. But he suffered a heart attack recently, I guess, related to a drug overdose. And the stories 
seem to be saying or suggesting that he is uh, his brain is unresponsive. Um, I guess that's a, a, a way of saying brain dead. Uh, he's on life support. That's what I heard. Uh, and again, the stories keep changing, so I'm not really sure, and I don't want to put that out there uh, as as uh, as fact when I don't know. But I will say we do know that he is in dire straits, and he has certainly uh, led a long suffering life. And 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 I just I, I kind of like like George Floyd is family in a way uh, to all of us. I kind of feel like DMX is family too. You know, and I just want to, you know, like to his, to his, to his real family, to his loved ones. You know, we just want to express our our deepest sympathies to him. Uh, thoughts, real quick. Anybody? Dog man, where my dogs at? Well, yeah. You know, we look at um, in the world we live in. You know, drugs is a, is an epidemic, and you know, um, some of these people can't seem to break free of this. Uh, substance abuse and you take it to the limit because you're trying to get that high that you have before and sometimes you just go way past there and some people are not um, able to come back because some die and some end up in the hospital like DMX but maybe this might be a wake up call for him to change his life if he pulls through this Yeah, I, you know, I can only hope uh, Derek? Yeah man um, you know he's in my prayers um, you know he did music, but you also know he was acting, man. D- DMX had some skills, but sometimes when you just can't get out of your own way, uh, out of your own vices, man, your own demons, uh, and you just keep, you know, finding yourselves in these in these uh, situations. You know, he's been incarcerated. You know, you know, uh, his drug history is is, is documented. Uh, you just hope that th- this time, you know, that he he pulls through. The light, you know, that light bulb goes off and it's like, this is it. I I, I can't do this to my my family, my body any longer. I need to be a testament to people who who look up to me and who follow me. And hopefully they don't go down the path that I go down. But from what I heard, they're supposed to be having a vigil um, at the hospital over here in yeah, White today. Plains tonight um, for the guy. Um, but he's he's in dire straits, though. So keep him in your hearts and thoughts. Yeah, Mark. Oh, the same as the guys. It was kind of, you know, I heard it come through yesterday or I guess it did yesterday. So it's sort of like, you know, wow. But as we just said, when you live that life, you it, it's not surprising. I guess the only surprise is that it, this is the, uh, it, that it just happened because he's been hardcore for a long time in, in the drug game. So, you know, it's sad, but nobody, nobody saw that game long time continually doing it. You always, at some point, get nailed. Yeah, I, you know, I kind of feel... Again, and we talked about trauma earlier. And from what I've learned about uh, 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 DMX is that he has lived a, a traumatic life. And so sometimes that trauma is not, you know, the drug is is there not to just to get high. The drug sometimes is there just to keep you from thinking about where, you, where you've been, the, 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 the pitfalls you've lived through. And, you know... Um, it, it, it's just a sad, sad circumstance that that it's come to this. That you know that this may be the end of the road for him. And and I and and I don't want to say it out loud, but I think it it you know by next podcast we will know what we kind of suspect today. Uh, lastly, uh, we we got a couple of things that I, I just want to cover real quick. 
Uh, we've been talking about Deshaun Watson for the last few weeks, and Deshaun Watson finally the there's uh, there's, there's a 23rd um, accuser, and the 23rd and I, I believe that there's just been a um, an inquiry by the police um, that that uh, um, just happened. So we're gonna find out what's going on with that uh, with uh, with uh, Deshaun Watson. I'm, I, I, the lawyer, Rusty Harden, seems to be okay with the fact that they're going through and he wants it. But this has just been an odd, odd case, and we're willing to keep an eye on that. Uh, a couple of uh, sports notes for our sports fans. Um, uh, Roy Williams, longtime coach of uh, University of North Carolina Tar Heels, one of the most storied programs in college basketball, stepped down this past week, and he will be replaced by former Tar Heel Hubert Davis. Former Kenny Nick. Smith, yeah, former, former Nick. Nick. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Kenny Smith still can't get a job, but but uh, you know Hubert Davis. So so good luck to Hubert Davis. I I, I kind of feel bad for Hubert because you don't want to be the guy following the guy. No, <laughs> that, that, yeah, you that doesn't be, work yeah, out. You never want to be the guy following the guy. You, you see what happened? To Matt, after the remember guy. Matt Dorothy following uh, Matt? Do- Dave yep, Smith? exactly. Yeah, it just, yeah, it didn't work out well. No, it doesn't work out well. And that, and that, that never works out. But uh, good luck, Hubert. Um, the the New York Jets have made a trade. Uh, they're trading with I think uh, uh, Panthers. The Panthers, yeah, the Carolina Panthers. That what did they get? So they, they, they sent it. Sam Donald to the Panthers for three picks, uh, a sixth round this year, second and second, fourth in twenty twenty two. So that's not bad for Sam Donald. I, don't, I guess they they're... that's nothing. I was hoping. I mean, I was hoping the Steelers would give up that because I think he, that boy could play, especially you sit a year behind Ben and with those receivers. I think he could play. So. That that's nothing. Third, remember he was a number what five pick. He was, no, he, he was, was top top four, top four. Top top four. four. Yeah. So all you get for him this year is a sixth round and a second and a fourth. That's a steal, I think. Yeah, I mean if they I weren't going to sign got, him, yeah, yeah I mean, him, yeah, they weren't going to pay him, and I think I think his value had dropped. Even though I think I, I, I agree with you, I think he could probably play a little bit, but uh, you know that's what happened. Like playing the jet system. No, yeah, I mean, well, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be the same old Jets. They got uh, Salah this year, but uh, I don't know what they're gonna do. I, I think they're probably now it's clear they're gonna draft a quarterback. Oh yeah, they, uh, uh, yeah. And, now, and but know who's available now is uh, Teddy. Uh, I almost said Teddy Riley. Uh, Teddy Bridge was available. He can go back up. Uh, he'd be, he'd be the other backup at, at uh, Pittsburgh. He's a good backup. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I think when they when he broke his leg, he, he lost a little something. I know, I know, you Pittsburgh fans are desperate for somebody. Uh, Sam Donald actually would have been a better backup for Big Ben yeah, and and, and and the guy to to assume actually to to inherit the inherit the job. He's still young; he could have sat behind for a year. He's got a big arm. He's mobile. He's a big guy, and they got and they got a big arm. And they got receivers. He could. He might have. He might have. You know, did his thing there. I thought, but yeah. you know, Pittsburgh never. They, they, they never make that jump. I'm surprised at Carolina though. That's. A, I mean, for them. I mean, if they think he's the answer, you know, if he's the answer, I wonder what the question is. Uh, how do we? <laughs> how do we blow another season? I guess is the question. Um, but uh, yeah, that that that's that. And then the NCAA's. I, I, I. You know. I mean, I'm way over time, but that's all right. Our, our fans will listen. Um, the NCAA's. I watched one of the better college games I've ever seen in my life with uh, UCLA and Gonzaga. Um, the, the last five minutes of that game, the last five, well, the overtime of that game was one of the most intense I've ever experienced. So I just want to ask this question real quick. Um, 
I want to get your take on it, and I want to get a prediction for for the championship. But uh, given that that shot, is it the best NCAA shot in a in a game of consequence you've ever seen or not? No, I thought you Mark, Mark, no. Okay, no, the shot that's better than that is Key Smart, Indiana over Syracuse. I was at I was visiting Howard at that point because that shot. They were down. Like this shot, if he misses big deal, you go to another overtime. And it's a half court shot. So it's a lucky shot. It wasn't like he was, you know, even doing the Jordan coming across like Cleveland. No, the key smart shot is a better shot because that if he misses that shot, game's over. Okay. Uh Keith? Uh North Carolina. The uh put back by um the kid from um Brooklyn out of uh Brooklyn Tech. Oh, Lorenzo Charles. Lorenzo Charles. Sleep in peace, though. You mean North, North Carolina, Carolina State? State. Yeah, North Carolina, yeah, North Carolina State. State. Yeah. yeah, North Carolina State. Sorry, yeah. North Carolina State. Because the game was tied. That 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 brought them the championship. Yeah, the Derek Wittenberg air ball that was caught Lorenzo by Charles. Lorenzo Charles. Right, yeah. Lorenzo Charles. I remember that game. Uh, the the Coach V game. Uh, Derek, I'm going with the uh, the jump shot. Uh, Villanova over North Carolina. Um, the big the the, the small forward Chris. Well, uh, he stepped into it. He called it the one-two. You know, that's when that uh, record was at one-two-three snap. He stepped one-two, bow, top of the key, game over. Yeah, I, I think all of those are probably yeah. The, the, my, nobody said the Christian Leitner shot. Surprise! You know what? That's that's no. That, you know that's a good, you know, the reason why those shots are big, like the Leitner shot and the Smart shot, is because it's easier to shoot the ball off the game because if you miss big deal, you go to overtime. But you had to make that shot. Like, you know, Leighton has to make that shot because they don't go on. And Smart, if he misses that shot, game over. Lorenzo Charles, the game with Houston game was tied, right? So, yeah, big, de- big deal. So, he, you know, air ball, if you miss, big deal, you still play. But when you have to make the shot, like the Jordan shot, you know, the, you know when they, he makes when in his rookie year, rookie year his uh, freshman they, year, um, they were down. That puts, them, that puts them up. And then, you know, that's a big Right, game. no, that's, yeah, I mean, that's a big shot. I mean, it was an ice water shot. They still had a chance. Uh, and then the turnover happened, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, because yeah, Worthy was lazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but uh, yeah, I, again, if, if we're talking about four or five shots in NCAA history that that stand out in our minds, and then you add this shot, uh, it was something special to see. So uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of feeling that. Um, I think I had one more thing that uh, I wanted to get to, but uh, oh yeah, the final predictions, predictions. Let's get the predictions and let's get on out of here. Zags, Keith, um, Gonzaga, Mark, Zags. I want to see a perfect season. Dirt Baylor, tough defense. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I, I said a few weeks ago I wasn't really feeling this tournament. I, I probably got, you know, I parachuted in and got turned on by it. The with that that the last couple of games, the the probably the, the the elite eight games and then the final four games was probably when I really checked in because I was just kind of like all over the place. But I did say a couple of weeks ago that I was if, if anything if there was anything to root for, any story, there was two stories for me. If UCLA could have gone on and and won the whole thing, that's a great story. Uh and the second great story is is the Bulldogs from Gonzaga. Going undefeated. I mean, it's you know. I mean, that to me is a story I want to see. So I, I guess I'll be rooting for the Zags uh, to win it all. Uh, with that said, uh, another fine edition of the Fine Podcast. Power to the people! If you have not subscribed, no excuses at this point. We have been keeping you up to date, giving our take, our hot takes 
on the things that happen, the things that matter in this world. Um, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, whether it's Google Podcasts, uh, Apple, uh, iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, um, anywhere you get your podcast. You can ask Alexa. You can find us on Pandora. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can be in the car and you can hit Spotify. You can get us right there while you're driving. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can get us power to the people. You can also find us on social media. As I said, uh, you can see uh, uh, our cousin not wearing the bunny costume <laughs> on the beach on, on our Facebook page at Power to the People on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at Power to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A, P-E-E-P-S, Power to the Peeps on Twitter. I'd like to ask some of our international listeners to go on on to our social media and just holler at us and let us know where you're listening in from. I think that'd be cool to see. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. As, as I said, Powell to the peeps on Twitter. You can find us all on Instagram. I'm comic Tony Powell on Instagram. Uh, we got big fellow. What, what's the number? Big fellow 55? 55. Big fellow 55 on Instagram. You can follow him. Uh, my brother does not know what his thing is. And, and nope. my cousin does not know what his Instagram uh, feed is. But that's okay, though. You can find us. You'll find them. You'll find pictures of them on there, on, on, on our Instagram feed. Uh, we will see you all next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.